Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Okay, so the second gospel now, Mark's one. And it's a lot more pithy than Matthew. None of that genealogy at the start opens straight away with, this is about Jesus, and Jesus, right, is straight up the God, or the Messiah, or whatever, right? Mark is not fucking about at all in this book. We don't even get the birth story. We open straight away with scripture being quoted, saying essentially, someone's gonna come before someone comes, and then boom, all set up for John the motherfucking Baptist. He eats locusts and honey, remember, because he's all the way hardcore, and he wears, like, camel skin clothes, I, th- I think it said. He's like a hobo Doctor Who. Anyway, right, John's talking to all these people he baptizes about Jesus, saying the one after him is going to be rad. He isn't fit to unbuckle the sandals of this next fellow, right? And whilst John baptizes with water, this next one will baptize with the Holy Spirit. No sooner has he finished saying all this that Jesus rocks up, says, sup, and gets baptized. Whilst being baptized in the middle of the crowd, we're surrounded by people that are a crowd. There's loads of people there. The heavens open up. Everyone in the crowd, because there's loads of people in the crowd, sees this, and a dove comes from the heavens, so admittedly, people see a bird magically appear in the air, right? But not the best mystery ever told. But don't worry, it gets better than just a stupid dove, because a massive booming voice yells down from the clouds that this is Jesus. Jesus is my son. I am well pleased with him. Everyone in the massive crowd with all the people hears this and, again, doesn't seem to have any impact on their lives at all. And, spoiler alert, later on, when they kill Jesus, right, they are going to try and use something like, he claimed he was God, when they literally hear fucking God tell them who he is. Madness. Anyway, right, after this, Jesus fucks off into the wilderness for 40 days and is tempted by Satan, but angels and wild animals keep him all looked after, so that's charming. Okay, Mark is whizzing through this. JTB thrown in prison, Jesus goes off to Galilee to preach about God, and his preaching is a, is a whole thing. All doomsayer end is nigh, God's kingdom is coming, all that jazz, right? Jesus next sees Simon and Andrew, who are fishing as they are fishermen, and Jesus reckons he should prove the naysayers or horses wrong that actually he has some good jokes he'll dish out occasionally. He tells them to follow him, saying, you're fishermen, right? I will make you fish humans, fishers of men. You, you you get what I was going for, and they are like great bands. We'll follow you, stranger. No questions asked. Jesus next sees James and John, who are in a boat with their dad, Zebedee, and Jesus calls out, yo, follow me up. James and John ditch Zebedee and follow him, their dad being left in the hands of some mysterious hired men. I don't know if these are the same hired men that they ordered to murder the father in the other book, but let's assume that yes, yes, they definitely are. Jesus and his gang all head to Copernicus, I think that's what it said, and Jesus teaches people with a surprising amount of authority. 
Then, right, out of nowhere, a possessed man runs up and, like, the demon is saying, Are you here to drive us out? I know you. You're the Holy One of God. And Jesus tells the spirit, like, Shush, be quiet and just leave this man. It gets gone, right, being religious sicked up into the ether. And everyone is amazed. They all are like, This fella is the real deal. Then Jesus et al. head to Simon's house to fix Simon's broken mum and word gets around so all the sick and the lepers and the possessed rock up. It's like the shittest party ever. JC fixes each and every one of them absolutely no bother and then he tries to find a quiet place away from everyone to pray but no one will give him a moment's fucking peace and he ends up just sucking it up and teaching more. Jesus heals a leper and tells him right tell absolutely no one this is our little secret I want it on the QT please. Sure no worries says the ex-leper before fucking off and running his goddamn mouth all over town. Jesus then hotfoots himself to the synagogue. It's the Sabbath and there's a man with a shriveled hand. The priests are looking at Jesus, waiting for him to fuck up, thinking that if he fixes the gammy hand man on the Sabbath, that's like working, which is a big no-no. He does fix it because damn the man. The priest and the Herodian, Herodians, who are, I believe they're some bunch of lads who really love King Herod. Anyway, right, the Herodians and the priests are trying to work out the best way to kill Jesus. Jesus fucks off to the lake with his disciples and loads of people just keep following him around, frankly getting in the way. So into a boat they go and they drift to the middle of the lake. Some devils notice who he is and again they he tells them to stop blabbing. Then right, Christ, things move quickly in this book. Then, right, he, he trots up a mountain with 12 people he has chosen to sort of outsource the preaching and healing to, and they are Simon, who he decides to call Peter. James and John, Zebedee's kids, he calls them Boanerges, uh, Sons of Thunder, so Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alpheus, no one, no, no idea who that chap is, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the betrayer. Now, him and these disciples wander into a house, but so many people have followed and entered this house that it's fucking rammed. Not even enough room to eat. Mark is making the whole Jesus thing sound like a major drag. Anyway, right, the teachers of the law, I think that means the priests or the Pharisees or something, but they think Jesus is possessed by Beelzebul. Keep up so that like the priest so that like the the prince of demons is letting jesus drive out demons and jesus is like oh yeah dickheads that makes sense innit right a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand oh and no one will be forgiven for blaspheming against the holy spirit jesus mum and brothers turn up uh someone tells jesus he then starts to act like a bit of a prick and is asking oh who is my mum and brothers and like really it doesn't like like he doesn't know who they are and starts pissing on about how everyone who listens to him and follows him is kind of like a brother which is obviously not what was being told to him, and he fucking knows that, and he's just being a balland. Okay, teaching of parables next, and it's all on a lake. Every time Jesus says anything, he's next to or on a body of water. A huge storm kicks off, and the disciples shit it. Jesus is asleep on a cushion like the queen of fucking Sheba, right? And he gets woken up, immediately dismisses how scared his best friends are, calls them all little bitches, and tells the storm to stop it. The disciples get all scared and are like, who the fuck is this guy? I thought he was messing with all the god stuff. It starts dawning on them that they are in a mental magic cult. 
Right, over the lake again we go. Jesus meets a possessed man. Another one, Greg. Yep, another one. And this possessed man tells Jesus the awesome line when asked what his name was. He said, My name is Legion, for we are many, having no idea just how many movies, telly shows, and pop bands will use that line in the future. I imagine the author of Matthew could not have even conceived of the telly show Red Dwarf, let alone the episode in series six, was it? Five or six, I reckon. But that episode Legion, which is similar. Anyway, I digress, right? Jesus fucks the demon out of the man into some nearby pigs who jump into a river and drown. Then, a bleeding woman touches Jesus and gets better. Some leader of the synagogue has a dead daughter that Jesus magics better. Jesus again gives orders not to tell anyone about this, but of course, everyone is instantly told everything. Jesus starts teaching at the synagogue. This book does not let up at all. People are amazed and offended that he is teaching and healing at the synagogue. He's getting really, really well known. And Herod hears about, isn't he dead? Or was that in the other gospel? Or, uh, right, King Herod isn't dead at the moment for in this particular story, right? And one way or another, he's alive and well, and he hears about Jesus, okay? He shits it, and he's thinking that it's John the Baptist back from the dead, because he killed JTB, because he married his brother's wife. Also, anyway, the whole head of John the Baptist for the dancing lady thing, you know the one, right? The disciples let Jesus know what they did on their missions, because earlier he sent them off to do his job for them, right? And uh, where do you think Jesus goes after they tell him this? That's right, onto a boat. And what do you think happens? Yeah, a fucking massive crowd, mate. Jesus thinks, what the hell, and teaches them stuff. And everyone gets hungry, so more fish and bread magic, and 5,000 fellas get fed. Then Jesus walks on water. Disciples are afraid. Jesus yells, it's only me, dickheads. Right then, teachers of the law gather around Jesus and his disciples, right, and see that they are eating food with mucky hands. And they're all like, that shit is not okay. You're defiling yourself and you know the traditions. Jesus is all irritated as ever, saying it doesn't fucking matter. What goes into you doesn't matter. You're just being hypocrites like Isaiah said you'd be. You can follow all the traditions you want, but if you're a prick, you're still a prick. What comes out of you is defiling, not what goes in, dirty. And with this, he kind of made it so you can eat any animal as he told them laws mean fuck all you just have to be a good person disciples don't understand obviously so he calls them dull i think the feeling of this book is very much that jesus doesn't like his disciples does he every time he speaks to them he's just ordering them about or calling them idiots right anyway right he fucks off to tire for a bit but more crowds and he has to feed some kids and heal some woman's child, right? More of the same and crowded Jesus is grumpy. We get a feeding of the 4,000 thing, which would have been really impressive if we hadn't just been told about him feeding 5,000 people. So if anything, just seems like he's slacking a bit and he kicks off about this generation always begging for a sign, saying they'll get no sign, then there's more parables, blah, 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 blind man cured as kind of an aside I guess then he asks his disciples who people say he is and they say people reckon he's John the Baptist or he's Isaiah or whatever Jesus asks who they think he is and Peter says well you're the Messiah innit and Jesus says keep that under your fucking hat JC then goes on to tell them he must suffer and die and rise again 
three days later, Peter kicks off and Jesus gets... What does he get? Go on, have a guess. Angry! Correct. Again, points out that the disciples just don't get it and they don't properly get him. Jesus points out that some people now living won't die before the end of the world. So the end times prophecies, right? It's falling, they are falling out of Jesus at an alarming rate and they are proper urgent. It's happening like dead soon. He then takes a couple disciples up a mountain and he starts to glow. Then Moses and Elijah appear. Then, right, a cloud appears. Obviously, the disciples instantly shitter, apart from Peter, who wants to make them a house, which is which is nice, right? But it does show a basic misunderstanding of spirit-based apparitions. Then, right, this cloud that's appeared, it covers the three holy fools and a voice, presumably God's, booms out that this is his son, Right, listen to my son. Okay, very similar to when he was baptised way back at the start. Then the cloud goes away and only Jesus is left. Moses and Elijah are fucked off back to heaven is the assumption. Jesus tells them to not tell anyone what they just saw. This is the whole book. Mystical shit goes down and Jesus says keep it under your hat. So yeah, they can't tell anyone about this until after he dies and rises again. By which point I reckon the jig is up. Next up, we have arguing priests and disciples, and they're all grumpy because the disciples can't cast out demons. Jesus gets angry, for a change, and tells them they can't do it because they are idiots. It's, it's like the Yoda-Luke Skywalker bit on Dagobah now, like where he doesn't believe and that's why he fails. That's, that's this bit of the story, right? So, yeah, believe and you have infinite power and hell is really salty or it's not salty enough. They're saying about hell and salt, right? But next, let's talk about divorce, okay? Divorce rules are changing and you can no longer get divorced at all. And more bullshit about trying to define the word good. What is it to be good? And all that nonsense. Jesus loves it, absolutely loves it when people leave behind all their stuff and all their family for him. You know, like what a mental cult leader would say. He tells the Twelve again about the whole dead and risen thing and he cures a blind man. On their way to Jerusalem now, they steal a colt for Jesus to ride in on like the prophet said he would. Now I'm not sure if it really counts as a prophecy being fulfilled and coming true if you force it like this. But anyway, right, that happens. They, they steal a cult and everyone is quite pleased to see Jesus with singing and laying palms on the floor and, you know, that whole scene happens. Jesus wants to eat some fruit from a fig tree nearby, right? The fig tree has no figs on it on account of it not being fig season, okay? The fig tree is doing exactly what presumably God instructed it to do. But Jesus is angry. No figgy fig Jesus curses the tree which is possibly the most childish thing he does in all of Bible. Then Jesus sees people selling things in the temple, so he proper kicks off all that my house is for prayer stuff, and the priests are going steady on your house, is it now? Parables and priests trying to catch him out with the whole tax thing. Jesus saying, pay taxes like I give a shit. Some chat about a woman with multiple husbands having a dilemma as who she spends eternity with in heaven. Jesus just gets angry and yells you don't fucking get it stop asking dumb questions dickhead love is the most important commandment 
I know we are racing through this at a rate of knots, but that's very much the feeling of this one. Just breakneck speed, almost a simple list of accomplishments, and fucking about six blind people cured. So no one knows when the world will end. But the temple will be torn down, a woman puts perfume on Jesus, and the disciples kick off about this being a waste of money, and Jesus is all like, chill out guys, this is preparing me for burial, and she will be remembered for this. Still don't give us her fucking name though, do you, Bible? We get a very truncated version of the Last Supper, with the denial, and the betrayal, and the sleeping, and the praying, and Judas smooching, and then the guard has his ear cut off, and Jesus puts it back on. That bit about Jesus destroying the temple comes back to bite him on the ass, as this is used as the main justification for the arrest and Jesus is sent to Pilate and Pilate releases Barabbas in Jesus' stead and everyone wants Jesus to be crucified. We get the thorns and the purple and again Simon of Serene gets a mention, carries the cross but I'm still no closer to really working out who that fucker actually is and then they crucify Jesus at Golgotha. Jesus' dead body is cut off to a tomb, and after the Sabbath, uh, some people, don't know who, are on their way to anoint Jesus' body. They see the stone in front of the tomb has been moved, and some random fella tells them that he's gone. Then Mary Magdalene gets to have a see of Jesus, and she tells the disciples, and they're all like, whatever, love, jog on. And so Jesus rocks up and is going like, no, she's not having you on. I am here, it is me, look. Right then, Jesus magics up to heaven, and the disciples just go about and do God's work. The end. That is two or four Gospels done and dusted. I wonder what happens in the next telling of the same bastard story. See you later. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. It's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>